Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. I'm, of course, your host, Tim Nidell. I think most of you know that by now. And this is the podcast that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. Make sure to check us out online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All of those links are on the website. And while you're there, please check out our donation tab if you want to help us out financially, because even honestly, a dollar a month would truly, truly help us out. And also remember to keep those positive iTunes reviews coming along. Those help out as well. Again, the link is SaturdayMorningRewind.com. So for this episode, I'm taking us all the way back to the year 1990. I was 10 years old, and I was in love with this little movie called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that movie or not, but I was in love with it. And I was also in love with the April O'Neil from the movie, played by Judith Hogue. And of course, that's who I have on today's interview episode the lovely and talented Judith Hogue, who played April O'Neil. Much more than just a series of small, isolated incidents, it's now apparent that an organized criminal element is at work. I'd like to invite you all in, but uh, I really don't have anything to offer you guys except for a frozen pizza. Let's go for it! You guys eat pizza? Doesn't, Doesn't everybody? everybody? Yeah, well, um... It was such an amazing time chatting with her about her time as April. I think she really opened up and really had a fun time chatting with me. But she was so sweet, so nice. Uh, this is easily one of my favorite interviews I've done. I know I say that quite a bit, honestly, but it's true. I, mean, I was such a huge fan of this movie as a kid. I, mean, I still am, honestly, too. It still really holds up. I mean, those costumes are just amazing. They look better than any CG I've seen in the last 20-something-odd years. The acting is amazing. The script is really, really good. And I don't think anybody's going to argue with me when I say that this is the best live-action Turtles movie that we've ever seen on the big screen. And I'm going to say it. I believe she's the best live-action on-screen April O'Neil that we've seen as well. She did such an amazing job, and it's such a great interview. So I'm just going to play it. Here is my interview with Judith Hogue. Hey, Judith. Hi, I'm so sorry. I I was wrapping up a phone call. <laughs> nope, you're just on time. I don't mind at all. Perfect. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Which one are you in this picture that I'm seeing? Let's see. I am the one on the right-hand side looking straight at the camera. Okay, got it. Awesome. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm all right. You know, the Montana fires are getting me down, but... You yeah, know, what's going on? It's how, crazy. How? It's like over 600,000 acres burnt so far. Man, it's yeah. end times, my friend. It's end times. I know, seriously. <laughs> it was, um, I, would, I literally just got back from Nashville uh, last night, and as I was leaving town on, um, when did we leave? Uh, Saturday morning. Uh, you know, the... It was burning on the ridge. I I live where I could see, like where I was heading towards the airport. I was heading out of the Bob Hope Airport, which uh-huh. is in Burbank, 
and the whole ridge was on fire. It was wow. just crazy. It's, it's yeah, so, so odd that, you know, the and South. And I have family in Florida exactly. batting down the hatches because here comes, like, another storm of the century. I know. This is, like you said, end times, honestly. <laughs> well, it might be time to start paying attention to what we're doing to the planet. I don't know. Yeah, I know, exactly. 100% agree with that. Maybe. Maybe, maybe there's um, possibilities that... The Earth does what the Earth does, but we also have a vast impact on what exactly. we're doing. Exactly, I think it's a good fifty-fifty, you know, both ways yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we made it. We sure did. We're chatting. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on. I've, I've been a huge fan of your work since I guess Ninja Turtles, probably even earlier. I know I've seen some of your earlier stuff as well. well but so you. this is an honor to talk to you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So my show is all about reliving those childhood fond memories through either <laughs> cartoons or animated movies or stuff like that. So right. what kind of a childhood did you have? Did you watch a lot of cartoons as a kid or uh, animated features? I did. You know, we didn't have as much because, yeah. you know, back when I was growing up, there were only, you know, you had the basic channels. I think we had like four stations. So the things that I grew up on that I loved was the Looney Tunes. Yes. Um, cartoons. It was all Bugs Bunny and the real classics. Those were fabulous. I mean, they were even, you know, before my time, but that's what we grew up on. Um, my favorite influences in terms of like actors, I was a massive um, I Love Lucy fan. Uh-huh. I just loved Lucille Ball. I loved, you know, I was growing up in that 70s TV. So I love Mary Tyler Moore. I loved Carol Burnett. And on Saturday mornings, you could watch The Little Rascals. Oh, uh, yes. And adored those. <laughs> and in the afternoons, you could come up from school, and we had something called Creature Double Feature. Oh. So you could watch scary movies there. So, I, I mean, I definitely, there weren't as many animated things. It was it was really just Disney and Warner Brothers at exactly. that point. yeah. yeah I, so those were the things. And comic books. Oh, yeah. Did you ever read comic books? I did. I wasn't a huge fan, but I loved Vampirella. Oh, wow. I loved Vampirella and the Archies. That's how old I am. (laughs) I have a friend who's on the new Archies series on the CW, so everything that's old is new again. I know. It's so weird. I guess people our age are starting to kind of take over and kind of want to relive their memories by making these newer versions of them. nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. So let's fast forward to 1990 when I first saw you as a April O'Neil on the Ninja Turtle movie. How did you get attached to that movie? Well, I was living in New York and I was shooting a movie at the time called Cadillac Man and the script came in and my agent said, this is, it's got a really weird title, but it's a really sweet script. <laughs> and he used to call it the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah. Uh-huh. It's like Ninja Turtles. What are those? And I saw the script and I was like, you bonehead, it's Ninja. Ninja Turtles. Um, and I read the script and I just thought it was wonderful. And I went in and met Steve Barron, the director. And we got on really well. And right away they they wanted me to do the movie, which was very exciting because it was my first lead in a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, But then the dates didn't work. Because I was shooting Cadillac Man um, with uh, Robin Williams and Tim Robbins and Fran Drescher and a couple other folks. And um, 
they couldn't make the dates work. So I had the movie and then I didn't have the movie and then somebody else got cast to this day. I have no idea who. And then when my dates opened up, they somehow miraculously made it work. And, um, and then I was able to do them both. And then for a short period of time, I was shooting them both simultaneously. So I'd work in New York shooting that movie, shooting Cadillac Man, and then I'd fly on the weekends and do pre-production for Ninja Turtles. And then when I wrapped, I just went straight on to North Carolina and shot the movie. Wow. Yeah. It was it, a heady little experience. It was exhausting, but fabulous. Exactly. And I hear you have a great story about Robin Williams loving Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it was funny because people wanted to know where I was heading off to every, you know, like I really like hightail it out of there as soon as I get. I was always trying to get out of work on Fridays. And, you know, and rarely, I mean, actors love to work. Well, I do. Maybe not every actor. <laughs> I've seen some really bratty ones. But, yeah. Um, you know, you love to work and, you know, it's fun to be there and do your job. And I was trying to wiggle out of it. Um, and so Robin was like where are you always running off to and I said you know I'm doing this other movie but I was a little I I was unaware that there was a comic book that there was a tv show I I bear for many years of my life I barely had a television and once I hit a certain age I was just not I just didn't have time to anyway um and so I didn't really know that there was this whole thing happening um, with kids and the cartoon and the comic books. And, and so I said, I'm doing this movie and I kind of mumbled the name and he said, it's what? And I said, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he got this beaming <laughs> as only Robin's face can be gigantic smile. And he said, that's amazing. And he said, are you playing April? And I said, yeah. And he said that I, he had the very first comic book. And wow. so he was just thrilled. And it really kind of gave me my confidence to say that name louder. Yeah. And sort of street cred. And then when it was very sweet, because when our movie premiered, he flew his whole family um, to the premiere and came out to support the movie. And it was just really, I mean, Robin Williams, I can't say enough nice things about him. And I'm just so very sorry that he's not still with us. Because he was gem of a human being yeah he was probably looking back at my at my lifetime he's probably the number one celebrity death that just kills me yeah that one killed me too yeah that Debbie Reynolds just slayed me oh I know because you worked with her as well yeah Yeah. and you know and then Bill Paxton who I worked with on Big Love who I adored that one really there were a bunch they kind of went in a I mean Robin was what now I think two years ago I think it's three years ago is it three years yeah. ago? And um, but there was like this slew that just kind of went bam, bam, bam. And I it's know. Like, wow. I know. It's like please stop. Like, and they're young. They're all. They're young. Under I mean, sixty-five. Wasn't young, but yeah. Carrie was young, and Robin was young, and to have Robin go the way that he did, I mean, I that's know. just really, I know. Really rough stuff. Did Did he ever tell you what he thought of the movie? Yeah, he really liked it. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, coming from a true fan, somebody who's been there since number one, since the first comic, that's a true compliment. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, the fans have, they still, they're such, it's such a uh, joy and an honor to um, be connected to a movie that has such wonderful memories for so many people. And mm-hmm. literally, I've I've traveled around the world. I've been in South Africa, you know, 
and out in places where you wouldn't necessarily, you know, in a restaurant in Soweto and wow. have somebody come up and talk to you about <laughs> Ninja Turtles. And, and also I've did the, the Halloween Town movies, which mm-hmm. um, are also just, I'm amazed. I was just in Nashville this weekend and people just kept stopping me left and right. They were, I don't know, there's a Halloween Town surge happening at wow. the moment. Yeah, it's really wild. I mean, you did, you did do like 20 of them, right? <laughs> like it. Yeah, no, we only did four, but, you know, they, I think when you do stuff for kids, childhood is such an important time. And we, we for better or for worse, really solidify a lot of who we are. We do. When we're kids. Like we make these judgments about the way life is, whether or not it's accurate or not and carry it with us our whole lives and that those early impressions just mean so much so when you've had the opportunity to do stuff that resonated with so many people it's a cool thing because you know i've done a lot of stuff and literally i've done over a hundred projects and some are just like breezes in the wind (laughs) you know (laughs) like i'm fortunate i have a very loyal fan base and so people are interested in what I'm doing and and um, follow my work and my career, you know. But some things land, and when they land, they land hard. For sure, yeah. I, I'm the I was 10 years old when it came out, and so it really hit me hard. The movie did, and I loved it. And yeah. uh, I watch it all the time. I have three girls now, about uh, five, ten, and thirteen. They love it too. Oh, wow. oh yeah. I pity you. How's that going? <laughs> it's uh, well, girls. all three girls. Oh man, so, you're, yeah. dead. you're sitting back. <laughs> That's why I do my show. It's my escape. Right, get me the hell out of here. Exactly. But the good thing is, my youngest just started kindergarten, so no more daycare yeah, fees. That's so that's cool. saving us money right there. Right, I know, right? It's like it's like six fifty a month here, at least. Yeah, no, it's expensive. I, it's it's crazy. Preschool, private school, and you have to pay for preschool year round. So even if yep, they're exactly. not, in, at least here, yeah, same e- here. Even if they're not in, it's like, wait, I'm still paying. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a scam, I tell you. It really is. It is. So let's talk a little bit about Jim Henson because him and his crew yeah. worked on the costumes for Ninja Turtles. Was he on the set much? Um, the creature shop basically set up a whole, and their creature shop was based in London, and they set up an entire stage or building um, in um, Wilmington on our lot, which was at the time, it was the Dino De Laurentiis Studios. And um, there was, Brian really was his dad's, you know, number one guy on the ground. Well, he was still young then, but I mean, he was definitely a huge part of the company. There were a lot of people there um, who worked so closely with him. Most of the the puppeteers who did voice the turtles, uh, or not voice the turtles, but they did all the animatronics, Mm -hmm. um, were Sesame Street puppeteers. And so that was pretty thrilling. Jim was there briefly, and um, I will never forget because we were shooting a scene, and I look off. There's something when you're working and, and you're shooting, and you have things called your eye lines. Mm-hmm. And your eye lines are 
you have an eye line to the camera and an eye line to the other actors and then you sort of have sight lines around you and if someone's standing in your eye line then you can see them i think it's i think there's that infamous christian bale blow up on set <laughs> and i think it was somebody who was in his eye line probably and so it can throw you if they're not in, supposed to be in the scene with you but you see them i don't freak out on people um, and Lord knows what was going on, why he did, but exactly. that's n neither here nor there. But, um, I looked over and Jim Henson was there and it's like, Jim Henson is just, he was, he's just a God. He is. Yeah. And, um, and I had a complete out of body experience that I'm acting and I'm talking to a rat who's partially part of his body's there and part of it's not there and I'm shooting on the sound stage and there's Jim Henson and I'm supposed to be doing this crazy scream that that Steve Barron really wants me to do that I'm t having trouble with because it wasn't organic for me at all and um, and it was thrilling and I just kind of wanted to get through the scene because I really wanted to just go over and talk to him mm -hmm. uh, and he was just incredibly generous and incredibly nice and just as you know, down to earth, accessible as you could imagine. And then he died right after. Yeah, shortly after. It was May 1990, so right when the movie yeah, pretty much came out. Before, I'm trying to remember when we premiered. I want to say it was around May, too. Wow. June, something like that. It was a summer movie. And, um, and that was awful. It yeah. It was just awful. No, I have I have two people, well, actually three people I look up to in my life. It's my, my dad, number one, who passed away six right. years ago, um, Walt Disney, and Jim Henson. Right. The three right there are the people that I, you know, look up to and admire. Yeah. They they were amazing. And I can't, I'm sure your dad is right in there too, otherwise you would admire exactly, him so much. Exactly, yep. Um, but they really transformed the landscape. Oh, yeah. Of... of of animation and how you know and make-believe I mean Disney himself had some practices that weren't so savory but a lot of the things that he would do in terms of working with artists really was cool yeah and um, and it's fun I love every time I go over to the Disney lot and it's it's kind of a magical place when you're up in the old animation buildings oh, and you're looking man. at the old pictures and stuff it's really cool wow i would love to do that i've never gone to the studio or anything it'd be so cool to see yeah i think they do studio tours i think they do yeah i'm just not ever in the area when they do them right right so yeah so speaking of you know the imaginary you know work you had to do on the set i must say you did an impeccable job at pretending that the turtles and you know all the costumes were real you know i've seen a lot of movies either it's CG or, you know, let's take Roger Rabbit, for instance. Bob mm -hmm. Hoskins was probably the best person to ever work with an imaginary person ever on screen. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly feel that you're up there with them when it comes to pretending the turtles were real. Wow, thank you. Well, you know, it was funny. I, I always felt incredibly lucky when I had an actual turtle there uh -huh. um, because it was these guys who were wearing the suits, they were so uncomfortable and claustrophobic uh -huh. and hot. We shot in the middle of the summer in on sound stages 
that, you know, you can only run the air in between takes. And um, so it was really hot to begin with. Plus, they're just wearing pounds and pounds and pounds of padding and foam and a very small little part of their masks that or their headpieces really that even got air in and out wow. and um it was so difficult for them to be in the costume so much of the time they weren't there the the thing is you know when you're a little kid and you're playing make-believe nothing is there mm -hmm. <laughs> you know if you're being chased by a tiger in the jungle there's no jungle there's no tiger but your heart is racing and you're you know you're panicked because it's coming to get you and so that same quality of play is what you have to um that's where you have to go and the challenge is to to be able to access that part of your imagination when there's all these constraints of people and time and saying lines and hitting marks and doing all the technical things that have to happen um and and you just have to like really surrender and play. And I think it's the, for me, it's when I'm in my happy, joyful five-year-old place. Yes. That I'm able to, to do that. And when I'm not in that place, then I really kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. And why didn't you do the second one or the third one? Well, you know, they fired me. Did they? Really? They did. Yeah. You know, um, a couple things happened. One was there were some real things that happened in the first movie that were kind of uncool in terms of hours, in terms of uh, okay. how they were shooting, in terms of safety issues. And and um, and so when we were going into the second one, I wanted to address some of those things. And I think that there was a combination of just some bad communication on both sides. Uh -huh. And um, I, th they, I think they just sort of went screw this, we can deal with somebody who isn't going to make any demands on us at all. Wow. And, um, which is fine. It's their prerogative to do that. It wasn't my favorite thing that ever happened, but you know, there's a, that's part of being in the business. I think it, you know, I know that there are people who really love Paige and, and I have to say, honestly, I've never seen the other two movies, so wow. I can't <laughs> say what the, I have no idea how they look or what they turn out like. Um, I have met Paige. She's lovely. She's a wonderful actress. I'm sure she did a great job. But I think that the fans were pissed. And at yeah. least that's the communication that oh, I've got. 100%, yes. And then they came back to me at the third movie and wanted to know if I was open to doing the movie. And <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I would be. Um, they said because the fans were pretty upset. And they didn't understand what had happened. And then uh, I heard in the grapevine that since the fans had gotten confused the first time, they didn't want to confuse them again. <laughs> it was like, uh, okay. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> but it's fine. You know, yeah. it's what it is. You did not miss out on anything on the third one. It's, it's not very good. Yeah. I heard some people like the vanilla ice version and then some, most people were not fans of the third one. Yeah. No third one. I've never been a but fan. They got, of... But they got Elias. Kattay exactly. Yeah, he was the he best part of the life. third one. Yeah. I, I love him. He's an incredible actor. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. 
And uh, and also Jim Henson's the Creature Workshop. They stopped making the suits in the third one, so they didn't make the suits in the third one. They look they look horrible. There was a whole like I don't know. You know, I wasn't privy to any of it. Mm -hmm. But you know, the entertainment industry can be a wily and devious place, and sometimes. You know, Jim Henson is such a cool guy, and that company was such a cool company. And to kind of, you know, go around them, or and I, I honestly, I'm talking out of school here because I don't, I don't, I can't even pretend to know what happened. Yeah, me either. But what I've heard is that they went with a different technology. Probably they were trying to cut corners. Yep. Probably they were trying to. I mean, I don't know. They did what they did. And I think that it shows on the screen. I agree 100%. So, from what I've heard, and honestly, I haven't seen it, but I've seen pictures of their faces and they look different. Yeah. I think they used them in the second one, but not the third one. I'm not quite sure how that went. Yeah, it just wasn't Don't as good. Guys, you know that better. Yeah. <laughs> just know that you were part of the best one, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, well, that's what I've heard, and I'm honored to hear that. Even more so than the new ones, which you actually did a scene for the new one, and they cut you out. Isn't that weird? I know. I don't know what that's about either. Uh, and again, I haven't seen those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. Well, you're busy. Um, you know what? I did. They wanted me to do the first one, and we couldn't work out scheduling. And then in the second one, they wrote me a cameo. And it was like three different scenes. And I was coming in to play April's boss. And then they wrote it out. And all I can imagine is that um, there were just story constraints. And sometimes you have these great ideas, and when you're putting the movie together, you know, um, things don't always, you know, you're telling a certain story, and it might be that they didn't, I don't know, they didn't want to take April in that direction. I, I don't think it had any, I, I didn't take it personally, because um, I've been doing this for so long. Oh, yeah. Personally. Oh yeah. That is like um, uh, uh, for anyone who wants to be an actor who's listening to this, or anybody who wants to be an artist, take nothing personally. <laughs> it is a waste of time. You have no yep. idea what's going so on. So true. Okay, yeah. so what keeps you busy these days? I see you have a project coming out called Fishbowl. Did you want to chat about that for a little bit? Well, Fishbowl is a really cool movie. Um, it's uh, it was written by. Stephen Kinegopoulos and he and his sister Alexa, who she is such a visionary. The two of them are just really stunning young filmmakers. And uh, George Pelicanos, who uh, just he's executive producer and wrote The Deuce, which is on HBO. Okay. He's the executive producer of this movie. And um, it's a really interesting story about this family with these three girls and um, an alcoholic father. And I play the mom who comes back in flashbacks and it's sort of a, a an end of world, you know, end of days story, or at least they think it's the end of days. And um, it's an interesting movie. I'm going on the 25th of this month. Um, they're doing a screening in Maryland, and um, it's going to be doing film festivals, you know, fingers crossed, we'll mm -hmm. be at Sundance, nice. and uh, it's a really cool movie. I had the best time doing it. It's, it's All these girls are unknowns. They, you know, asked me if I would consider doing it. I read the script, and I was like, yeah, I'm in. Plus, there's 
people attached to it that I really have a lot of respect for and, and have worked with and would probably do anything for. And it was a really fun project. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I have another movie coming out called um, My Girl. She's My Girl? This is terrible. They changed the title. <laughs> and um, it's coming out this fall. And what's fun about it, it's got some great music that uh, it's like a young um, country star. And he comes home uh, when a friend of his is uh, dies in a car accident and kind of reclaims his life. And it's one of these movies that, given the climate that we're in right now, yeah, it is such a feel-good movie. Good. Um, I just really, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, people are going to love this movie because it's, it's like, we need to feel good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this, that's one of those movies that will make you feel that way. And then I'm also, uh, I recur on a show on sci-fi called The Magicians. Okay. It's sort of, um, Harry Potter for the older set. And I'm, I do, uh, sex magic. And I play Alice, who's one of the lead characters. I play her absolutely crazy mother. And that is so much fun to do. And that season starts, I think, in the next couple of months. Next, I think it's in September, October, or something like that. Wow, I've never seen it. Yeah, it sounds really cool. And I see that yeah, Mackenzie Aston. It's called The Magicians, and um, it was a series of books. Oh, okay. And I, uh, by Lev Grossman, and um, really interesting Huh. Really interesting stories. Yeah, it's cool. You probably like it. It's I probably a, would. Yeah, you know, like Harry Potter for big kids. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little old for Harry Potter when it came out. See, I read Harry Potter to my kids. Yeah, my my girls they love it now. But uh, yeah, loved, loved reading the books, loved the movies. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that sounds cool. I'm saving it in my phone to check out the magicians. Yeah, start at the beginning. Exactly. I don't I think towards the end of the first season. Well, then I'll skip to the end of the first season then. There you go. I think episode 10 or 11, something like that. Okay, yeah, sounds amazing. Yeah. And uh, anything else coming up you wanted to chat about to promote or whatnot? Um, well, I'm, um, I was just back in Nashville. I have a production company called Sideways Kitty. And we're um, working on some of our projects and things that we're doing. And it's a little bit under wraps right now. But it's, you know, as I move into, I love being an actress, love, love, love. But, uh, you know, producing and creating your own content is really yeah, where it's at. Exactly. And so we're, we're doing that. And we'd, we'd like to actually take it to Nashville just because it's just such a fun. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's such a fun town. I was on the TV show Nashville for for four se five seasons, uh -huh. and um, I just fell in love with that town. And it's you know we're really close to Atlanta, and Atlanta has a huge. They've got Pinewood Studios there, and it's got a big filmmaking um, uh, platform there. And Nashville is just ripe for it, and yeah. I love it there. There's great crews, there's great people, there's great music, and um, it not be bad to you know branch out from LA I love LA but it's it's a you know I'm starting to crave the woods <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> slightly different environment um and then also in October we're doing a, a thing in um Halloween Town is having a reunion in St. Helens 
I believe it's on the 5th of October, and we're doing a tribute to Debbie Reynolds. Oh, so man. that's something we're all looking forward to. Oh. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, sounds amazing. A lot going on. Yeah, I stay busy. Well, Judith, I want to thank you so much. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of your work, not just Turtles. It's beyond oh, Turtles. Thank so thank you so, so much, much for coming on chatting with me. Oh, my pleasure, Tim. It was just such a pleasure t- chatting with you, too. Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>